It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Hour number two of the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Ed Dawson, Rob Francis, and you are going to put a hold on the phone calls for now because uh, joining us on the line is Pasco Mayor Sal Martinez. And uh, Mayor Martinez, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, always a pleasure. So we're, one of the things that's coming up uh, in, in about an hour from now is a, uh, is a special presentation uh, in Pasco, uh, but it's directed at the Hispanic community pr- mostly um, having to do with COVID-19. We know that the, uh, the amount of uh, COVID-19 cases uh, amongst the Hispanic population, not just in the in Benton and Franklin counties, but throughout the state, is is pretty high. Um, and so, tell us a little bit about uh, what that main message is going to be to the Hispanic community here locally. Well, for me, uh, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, Mike Gonzalez from the PUD for putting this event on, and he uh, he has uh, uh, several people uh, from different uh, aspects of health coming over to talk and just try to inform. Uh, I want to I make sure we are very clear this isn't targeted at just Hispanics, but we, we, we have to realize that, you know, there's a reason why our numbers are going up, and it's, it's not just one reason, but we want to make sure that the Hispanic population uh, is aware, and we don't want them to be scared. We want them to be uh, informed, and we want to make sure that everybody knows that what we're trying to do here is just uh, trying to, to to stay safe. We want to make sure we open up our businesses, but to do that, we have to reduce the amount of uh, infection and numbers that we're getting positive results from at this point. And all this is is just an effort to try to communicate um, to the agricultural workers and to all the people who perhaps have to be in the, the same vehicle and uh, and can't be six feet apart. To wear your mask and um, um, to wear your mask and 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 basically to to just encourage them that this is the right thing to do and this is the way we're going to get our businesses to open up and and it's it's mainly just as a courtesy um, for them to understand that this is a courtesy to others and respecting others and because wearing a mask is uh, you know I'm not a doctor so I have to be careful and I'm not a medical physician but I've talked to enough to say that. Wearing a mask is not going to prevent you from getting infected, but it could prevent you from the droplets or whatever comes out of your mouth uh, that may affect others. And and that's just one thing that we can do to make it happen because, uh, you know, this pandemic or this uh, COVID-19 is not going away anytime soon. So we just need to inform and educate and and just uh, get, encourage people to do the right thing. And let's work together on this. Let's not be resistant. Uh, let's just do what's right and to protect each other and to, to try to get things as, as normal as possible, even though we all realize it's not going to be that way for a long time. Do you think that that message was not uh, being passed along or not as well as it should be to, uh, you know, either the Hispanic community and or the, the folks in Pasco previous to this? 
Oh, no, you know, before every council meeting, I tried to make an announcement. Uh, We've been doing campaigns. We've been trying to get the word out there. And, um, you know, it just seems like it's never going to hit until it hits home. And we're trying to just get out. And uh, and when I say hit home, family members, close family members. And we're seeing that, you know, people get infected, they get sick. Many, many of them. We'll just have to be, uh, you know, stay at home, quarantine for, you know, at least two weeks, and, and then they can go out uh, and, and do their, their business. But um, it's not that they haven't been uh, uh, informed, maybe, but it's just an encouragement because uh, I think people, it's really starting to get dig down deep to people and realizing that our shops are not opening. A lot of people are not getting, you know, the uh, – the services that they would like to have, and it's kind of a wake-up call. And, uh, and you know, again, we just not only need to let Hispanics know, but just everybody in our community and, uh, and get our employers more serious about this. And as we move forward to trying to uh, move to the next phase or a modified phase, uh, we just have to get people used to wearing them in public, and it's not about taking our liberties away. It's it's none of that stuff. It's just more about protecting, you know, ourselves and others and our family members. So you know, we're just we're just trying to keep the movement going so that our leaders in the state can see that we're doing everything possible uh, that we that we could be doing to get us to to open up our shops. Because right now, I am focused on trying to get our businesses back open. And we're talking with Pasco Mayor Sal Martinez here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Mayor Martinez, we're seeing testing increase in Benton County and Franklin County. We're seeing uh, case numbers increase a little bit, but we're also seeing a vast amount effect in the last two weeks, roughly. Uh, we've seen double the amount of tests administered to where we were in the previous three and a half months. With that said, uh, knowing we're going to see increased tests, what is the one thing that you are concerned about? Because as we see in the numbers, uh, the city of Pasco by far has the highest amount of cases in the Tri-Cities um, among any of the areas. What are some of the things that, that you and the Pasco City Council are working on in order to try and decrease the spread of COVID? Well, we know we're, we're trying to get more information, such as uh, here a couple of days ago, we got an infrared a map of where the hotspots are in Pasco. And, you know, there's a lot of things that are obvious, such as, you know, the highest population is where the hotspot is, right in the center of Pasco. You know, it's not really – I was I was kind of surprised personally um, that the rate in the, the, the west side of Pasco and the east side of Pasco were low compared to the center of Pasco. So we're trying to get as much information from testing um, to try to pinpoint where, where the problem and the spread is happening uh, more than uh, the most often. Now, we know that uh, it's going to be difficult to control, but uh, as a city council, we're just doing everything we can to try to, you know, uh, to just find out where it is, where it's coming from, and what needs to be done to reduce those numbers. Um, You know, the council is dedicated, our whole council is dedicated to do whatever it takes. We got uh, council members that are, uh, are very actively pursuing, uh, talking to their citizens, uh, getting out there, uh, not just in Pasco, but all of Tri-Cities. And uh, they're doing their part in trying to encourage people to uh, adhere to the rules so that, you know, we can just protect each other. 
Now, on a side note, Mayor Martinez, we know that the governor is coming to Pasco tomorrow. He will be uh, holding a media availability at Columbia Basin College. Um, What are you hoping to hear from the governor tomorrow regarding Benton and Franklin counties and COVID-19? Well, okay, let me start by saying that what I'd like to hear is for him to, to, um, to, to say and realize uh, that he knows what's going on in our area. I think he's a little isolated as far as, um, you know, why exactly we got the numbers we got. And, you know, the reality is that on this side of the state, we have more essential workers than anywhere else. And what are these essential workers doing? They're working uh, in our agricultural communities that are feeding our state. And so, of course, we're going to get higher numbers than than anywhere around the state. But um, I hope to hear that he uh, is is cognizant of of the statistics and why we have high numbers and where they're coming from. But more than anything, I hope he hears us to help him realize that you know it's this side of the state that really feeds feeds the state and, and the country and the world, and we have to do everything we can to provide the resources here. Uh, to keep the numbers down that he wants to see. So um, that's kind of what I'm hoping for, and I hope he uh, will just bring to light the fact that, you know, the, the science and the numbers that he's been working with, well, um, I, you know, they're, they're just questionable, and I hope we can get better educated on uh, why he's doing the things he's doing. But I just, I just I, for weeks now, I've been uh, trying to get a hold of the representatives and, and, the, and the governor and, you know, sending our communications, and I know that the other mayors in the and the other three cities uh, doing the uh, the very same thing. We're all in this together. Uh, I've been just so proud of uh, the whole Tri Cities and West Richland and Connell and Prosser. How everybody's been coming together to do the right thing. But uh, yes, that's what I'm looking forward to in the with his visit that Inzi comes over here is that he can explain to us a little better and that he would also listen um, and let us explain and understand why these numbers are the way they are and uh and let us get get our businesses open that's the main thing for me we're talking with pasco mayor saul martinez here on the bottom line news radio 610 kona on a on a personal note mr mayor are you hoping that the governor delivers good news to us tomorrow well i'm not only hoping i'm uh, (laughs) yes uh, i do hope that he delivers great news tomorrow and um and whatever it is that we have to do we, I think we've showed enough effort throughout the Tri-Cities that we're willing to take the extra step and go the extra mile to, uh, to do what it takes to keep our people safe here, our citizens safe. But I am very hopeful that he's going to come up with good news. And, uh, and I'm optimistic, uh, as, as hard as this has been, I'm optimistic that by the, uh, you know, July 6th we'll be hearing some good news. Mayor Martinez, for those that want to come out this afternoon and, of course, observe social distancing, wear their mask, what time and where is the uh, event this afternoon in Pasco? It's going to be at the Farmer's Market area. It starts at 5 o'clock. I need to be there early. But, uh, yes, at 5 o'clock at the Farmer's Market over by the the original Vieira there on Lewis Street. Mayor Saul Martinez, Mayor of Pasco, always a pleasure to have you on, sir. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it, and good luck at the event this afternoon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good day. All right. You as well. Be safe, sir. Mayor Saul Martinez, the mayor of city, mayor of the city of Pasco, joining us on the program. And again, 5 o'clock this afternoon, 
out by the location of the Pasco's Farmer's Market. There will be a press conference with um, Dr. Amy Person, Dr. Raul Garcia, a number of others in the community as well um, to discuss the issues at hand with COVID-19 and particularly how they relate to the Hispanic community as there is a large percentage of the Hispanic community in our area and around the state uh, testing positive for COVID-19. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547 1610 is the number. Contact RoofMax today if you're looking at your roof and thinking, gosh, you know, it looks like I might need a new one. Well, contact RoofMax. They'll let you know for sure if you need a new one or if their state-of-the-art application developed at Patel Laboratories and Ohio State University will bring you extra life to your roof, possibly as long as 15 years. 5, 10, 15, could be 8, could be 12. Who knows? The only people that know are the people at RoofMax. When they come out and give you a free quote, they take a look at your roof. They can even do some minor fixes for you up on that roof as well before putting the application down. Look, it's 15 to 20% the cost of what a new roof would be. So you owe it to yourself, you owe it to your roof to contact RoofMax today and have them come out and take a look, give you a free quote, free consultation. Contact RoofMax today. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I eat track again. Quick question, Scott. Um, so I'm like you guys, we all know we talk funny. I'm good for the mask. I, I intend on wearing them. I understand why we're wearing them. Not for my personal protection. So if I do carry or whatever, I don't get it on someone else. But I've heard from tons of people being out doing my job and just, you know, I'm kind of a little bit of a conspiracy guy. I like to do research. What about all the solid science, I mean, that states that, you you know, health people should not be wearing masks, should not be wearing, you know, reduces your oxygen level. I mean, there's, I mean, you name it, you can almost, again, like it's the Internet, so you can find anything you want, mind you. But, you know, there is solid proof. And like I said, I'm all for wearing the mask. I understand why we're doing it, especially right now in Benton County. But, there's tons of people ask, you know, with a lot that question, well, what about all the scientific evidence that shows healthy people shouldn't wear a mask? And I forget when it was, but there was a statement from the CDC stating that healthy people do not need to wear masks. I'm sure they've rebooked that or taken that back or whatever, but just something that's been brought up to my attention quite a bit today and over the last week or so. So I just wanted to get your guys' thought on it. Have a great day, guys. Thank Thanks you. for the call. You know, we've had so many things change in the – recommendations and different things. I mean, before we were told that it could stay on hard surfaces for up to nine hours. Now they say, well, you really can't get it from a hard surface. It's constantly changing because, again, if you really want to think about it, and we'll go back to the beginning of this, from the beginning we got bad information. And that bad information was only compounded. We didn't start really finding out that the information we were getting was bad until we were about two months into this. Right, when we were experiencing things on our own. Exactly. And then we're finding out that they're not giving us anything at all in, in, in semblance of a direction to go. So that puts you back. So now, as they're trying to determine information, it, it is consistently changing, and it's going to consistently change. The one thing that we know about masks for sure is that children under the age of two, no way, shape, or form. Children under the age of five, not for a prolonged period of time. 
anyone that has a health condition like asthma, heart condition, anything where you have a depleted source of oxygen or you don't get enough oxygen that your body needs, you're not supposed to wear a mask either. But if you are a healthy person wearing a mask for an, a period of time, not too long, of course, you know, you can get away with. But the whole point of it is when you're around a lot of people. So when you're at home with your family, don't wear a mask. If you're in your car by yourself, you don't need to wear a mask. If you're out for a walk by yourself, you don't need to wear a mask. If you're going into Home Depot, wear a mask. If you're going into Safeway, wear a mask. If you're going to Costco, you have to wear a mask. If you're going anywhere where there's going to be a concentrated group of people, that's where you're asked to wear the mask. If you're going going for a walk with your significant other or you're taking your dog for a walk or you're going out for your kids, you don't need to wear a mask. It's the, it's the contact with multiple people you don't know is where the suggestion of wearing the mask comes into play. And where we're at right now and the fact that we've seen up and down and roller coaster and back and forth and so on and so forth, what do we have to lose? Because we're not we're, we, we can't go any further backwards. We're at one. Yeah. I mean, we can't go further backwards. Oh, God, you don't do, think he's coming tomorrow to, uh, to uh, announce point five? A, a, Yeah, a, a phase zero and that Fa- we're in yeah, it? Phase point five? No, I don't think we're getting that. <laughs> but But that's what I'm saying. Look, I get it. It's not pleasant. I don't like wearing it. But you know what I've done for the last week and a half? Every place I've gone that has been involved in a shopping thing, I've worn a mask. And I'll tell you what. I was at Walmart over the weekend. I had to go there twice in Kennewick, early in the morning and then later in the afternoon. And I'll tell you, that was one of the places where you hardly saw it at all. There were significantly more people, probably 75% of the people in there wearing masks. That is a big jump. Both times I was in there. It's just for the time you're in the store, and I take it off when I go out to my car. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Yes, this is Carlos Morgan. What's up, Carlos? Hey, you know, um, I'm, I'm glad everybody's eyes are getting a little bit more open. Um, I think early on I said this is like a game of tag. It really is. It's a deadly game of tag. The only thing the difference is a tag, you know who's giving it to you. This is like blind tag, right? Yeah. And, and you know, six feet is a distance in a controlled environment. If you have a little breeze or an AC system going, <clears throat> excuse me, or ventilation, it could be 15, 20 feet. It's just we're not going to get away from this. I just come to realize we're going to have to figure out a way to live with it. I hate to say that. I hate to be negative. But I think the writing is on the wall, if you know what I mean. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much, Carlos. And, you know, I, I, I hear what he's saying. And although I am going to vehemently oppose the whole new normal thing, yeah, I, I'm not there, there, there is, I think, a, a, a nugget of truth in what he said. We will probably have to live with COVID, some variation of COVID for a while, much like we do the flu, much like we do any other virus that can potentially mutate. Look, uh, yes, and I know it's not this flu is not the same, but they're both viruses and they're both around. And we live with the flu around. And yeah, the flu can be deadly to people, not we know the COVID is deadlier, but yeah, I think in that respect, we are going to have to live with COVID for a little while um, in some form of it. Hopefully, 
not for very long and hopefully not as restrictive as we've been. It's certainly around here. 547-1610, back after this. Hook up with The Bottom Line on Twitter at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610. If you would like to get involved in the program, CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. Hey, look, for the last week or so, Ed, I've been using a new product that they have called CBGo. It's made with CBG, which is a little bit of an offshoot from CBD, but it's still no THC or anything like that. And the whole point of it is to maybe give you a little bit of an extra boost during the course of the day. Not necessarily replace your cup of coffee if you're a coffee drinker, but maybe get you to cut back on those energy drinks because it's an all-natural boost to, to, to give you a little bit more awareness. And... It's worked out great. In fact, I've mixed a little, mixed it around a little bit. Like I tried it without coffee, and, and actually I even put it in a cup of coffee. I'm down the amount of cups of coffee that I drink over the course of a day since I've tried this. Um, I put a little bit in my coffee, and I'm not winding down at all. Now, I'm not like the energy, you know, Energizer Bunny where I can't get to sleep at night, but I have noticed that I'm a little bit more alert. I'm a little bit more aware. And that I'm not winding down at 3 or 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I've actually got a little bit to go, and it's not interfering with my sleep pattern at all. So if you're looking for a little bit of a boost, it's worked fine for me. Stop by CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick and ask about CBGo today, and maybe it's something that will work for you as well. 547-1610 if you want to get involved in the program. Um we mentioned the governor in town tomorrow, crossing our fingers and hoping it's good news. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll be able to tell you, you know, sooner than later, I'm sure, um, as to whether or not we're going to move forward in some direction. We're hoping that we are. Um, one of the other things that, that we're seeing a lot of, and It's really getting to the point of just enough's enough, and that is the that is the 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 cancel culture that we're seeing. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio six ten K. Hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Carlos again from Morgan. What's up, Carlos? Hey, I'm back to the uh, uh, the Hispanic community. Um, you know, I was it was uh, kind of a little breath of fresh air to, to hear uh, the mayor there from Pasco. It is a problem. I mean the uh, Pence and, and the government admitted, has admitted that migrant workers are a big issue of this. Uh, the majority of them are, believe it or not, from Central America, and, and they come here to work. They, don't, they can't receive any unemployment benefits. They cannot be without work. They're, they're willing to take that risk. I hate to say that, but it's true. And, you know, they drive. How many vans do you see, those 12-person vans, out in the fields, they have to get back home. They all live in a little community. It's, this is fact. I'm not making this stuff up. But it's going to be really hard because the farmers are the ones that are going to have to say, hey, we're going to shut down. We can't, you know, we're going to have to figure out a different way to manage our farms, if you know what I mean. Yeah, appreciate the call, Carlos. And that's true. And, you know, how, how do you do that when, like, 
Carlos said, and, and we've talked before on this program, food is an essential business. It's an essential industry. And, you know, how do you how do you get around that? You know, do, do you know, do the ag producers, you know, cut back? I mean, we saw what happened. For example, I always go back to the Tyson example uh, because that's, you know, that was one of the first right. big ones around here uh, where it it was associated with the food supply. And, you know, they had to shut down. But that was also an indoor facility. It was an indoor facility, true. But what Carlos is saying, and that's absolutely correct, is the the, the migrant workers may not spread it when they're out in the field. They might be spreading it when they go back to the temporary housing uh, compound that uh, that they live in. And and that is absolutely correct. Uh, Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? This is Max from Kennewick. Hi, Max. What's going on? Well, I was going to talk about something else, but I, I want to say briefly, I think history is going to show that our handling of this whole crisis has been uh, shooting ourselves in the foot. But that's another topic. Uh, I, have to, I have to respond to your previous call there about the migrant worker. How is he any different than anyone else who goes to a job? Have him put a mask on. In Yakima, they went on strike complaining about working conditions in the plant. But we know that socially they don't mask up. They don't take any precautions for themselves, and they're blaming the the workers and the farmers. It's pure, I'm a victim, take care of me politics. And it's ridiculous. If they're going to be Americans, they can do like everyone else. And there aren't that many migrant workers around. I hate to tell you what Carlos said. Most of them might travel between locations, but they're in the country. If they're in the country legally, they're looking for jobs where their jobs are. They're not traveling around all over the place. Now, if you're talking about illegals, that's a different story. But I don't feel like the plants and the farmers are responsible for their hygiene and their masking up unless they're forcing them to do things that are wrong. And that could be the case occasionally, but it's certainly not the case overall in the industry. Those people are just as concerned about the well-being of our country and the uh, disease process that we're dealing with as anyone else. You have to take responsibility for yourself, just like we all do. And I hear what you're saying there, Max. The one thing when it comes to the migrant workers, though, is if there was a way to coordinate testing when they arrive, that would give the farmers and the companies at least a heads up on if they have people that are coming in that have been exposed to it on the way, if they've been exposed to it coming from their most recent job. Uh, So that way, if somebody does test positive, they can turn around and say, I'm sorry, but we can't have you on this job because we can't run the risk of COVID-19 being spread here. So, the only thing you could do in a situation like that to try and get in front of it is to test when they arrive. Wait for the results of those tests to come back and then go from there um, and see what see what can be done to try and prevent in that regard. But we can't stop, obviously, agriculture and being outside. They could put things in place to be a certain distance away from each other. Um, but the indoor is, yeah, I mean, the, the housing is a whole different situation. And 
you know, who knows what what's done. I mean, right now there's not exactly a tremendous demand. Wow, oh, that's that's the tough one. Yeah. That that is that is the tough one. You can't just shut down an entire operation. No. You can't just shut down an entire operation. Five four seven one six ten is the number. Five oh nine five four seven one six ten. If you'd like to reach out via email, that's good too. We we read Darn near every one of those. Mm-hmm. If you go to the website, 610kona.com, go to the bottom line page and fill out the form, and you can send us your question or comment. Yeah, as we alluded to before, I'm kind of done with the cancel culture. Yeah. Well, because what it is 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 we is the, the, the cancel culture is we have the right to our opinion, and you don't have a right to an opinion unless it's the same opinion. That's the cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And while there are some people who have been victims of the cancel culture or have been targeted by the cancel culture who are outrageous hypocrites, Jimmy Kimmel comes to mind um, as the first one, uh, there, are, there are others that wind, up losing, um, that wind up losing things simply because they have a different opinion. Even if it's a rational, well-thought-out opinion, because it doesn't agree uh, or they don't want to be politically involved – uh, as a business or anything else, uh, the cancel culture can't have that. They have to descend upon because if you don't do what we say, well, then you're absolutely horrible and you you don't have a right to exist anymore. And that is not that is not what this country was built on. Um, that is not what the definition of the First Amendment is. That is not what the definition of um, Anything that comes comes close to our belief system is you don't destroy things because they don't agree with you. It's never been acceptable in any way, shape, or form. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KOA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, yeah, this is Carlos. Just um, uh, to respond to Max, it's really illegal to hire an illegal if he doesn't know that. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Thanks, Carlos. Um, you know, to see... Individuals, businesses targeted because they don't feel it is appropriate for them to support a particular movement or a particular entity and to be castigated for it is a shame. It's beyond a shame, really. What it is, it's everything these same people are crying out about, they're doing. They're doing the exact same thing they're complaining about, just in a different manner. It wasn't all that long ago that groups that were fighting for change, um, minority groups, if you want, I'm not talking about racial minority, but any minority group would stand up and say, we count to, we matter also, um, don't forget about us, and drove change that way. Now, maybe it didn't go fast enough for some people. Change on a on a national level certainly doesn't go that way. But we don't have that now. This is not this is not um a moment of enlightenment. It's not a moment uh you know for change that comes about organically. Um this is mob rule. This is a minority in this country that you know, and I'm not talking about Black Lives Matter only. I'm talking about this cancel culture. 
a minority of people are trying to force the rest of us to think, act, and feel a certain way, and it's going to backfire. I, it may not look like it now. It look it may look like they're they're winning, but ultimately, that that kind of way of doing things is not conducive to actual real change. What is conducive of actual real change is when two sides on opposite ends of the spectrum sit down, get to know one another, talk about where they both come from. And see if there is somewhere that they can come up with a compromise, somewhere in the middle. may not be everything that one side wants or not, but that's, that's the way civilized society does things. And up until recently, we were a civilized society. We're not right now. I hope to get back to that civilized society sometime because that's one of the things that makes this country great. This whole mob rule thing, I really believe, and I hope I'm right, will run its course and fizzle out over time. Because right now, the mob is ruling, and it's it's not good for anybody. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Hector. Hi, Hector. What's and, going on? Well, you know, I totally agree with what you were saying. Uh, right now, I mean, you're afraid to even say, you know, I'm a Republican, or, or wear, you know, the color so you're opposite by it because, the opposite is just demonize you. He just called you name just because, you know, like you say, it's actually mob rule. You see all these big corporations uh, bending the knee for the, for the, I would say for the minorities. Why? Because they have a loud voice. You know, the conservatives, and I'm considering myself a conservative, we mind our own business. We are, I mean, I'm basically working. I don't have a lot of time to go outside and, uh, and join a mob and and protest. I'm basically working, and most of the conservatives, you know, hardworking people, not the, the other side, don't. But the the majority, they are like that. And and so, if we were more, um, I think, have more loud voice, and I think the big corporations that bend over and um, to the to the mob rule about. Um, you know, I'm not buying. I'm not buying you stuff. You know, from you if you don't do this. If we were like that, I think that they would stay away from being pro one group or the other. I, I think it's, uh, big corporations should stay out of the political and leave the consumers to be able to uh, to you know us to manage our own affairs rather than big corporations get more influence to one group or the other group. Appreciate the call, Hector. That's spoken like a true conservative, right? That's the that's the conservative uh, ideology, is it not? Absolutely. We appreciate the call, Hector. <laughs> Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to, to reach out to us. And we're way better than the mob anyway, so reach out to us instead of the mob. 547-1610, back with more after this. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back in the bottom line, contact Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance today. If you 
Well, you're thinking that maybe somebody out, somebody else out there might have either a better policy or a better rate waiting for you. American Family Insurance, they do auto insurance, homeowners insurance, life insurance, small business, farm insurance. And beginning July 1st through the rest of the year, 10% off auto premiums for their customers. Contact Jason Oak today, the only American Star Certified Rated Agent with American Family Insurance in the Tri-Cities. Visit his website at jasonhoag.com. Going right to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Your name, where are you calling from? Hi, this is Captain Ed from Richland. What's on your also mind, Ed? Jeff Edwards. What's on your mind? Well, I've been listening to your conversation, and I spent uh, 30 years in the Navy supporting and defending the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I feel like I'm still in that combat right now, but mostly it's domestic enemies. I spent uh, two years in the Middle East working with them, teaching in their their schools, and working with the military, and recognize the fact that no one has all the right answers, but we have to listen to what they have to say and taking over a um, spot on the Capitol Hill and say, well, this is our chop, our Capitol Hill occupation uh, precinct or zone. It's uh, That's not the way to get the change done correctly. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much for your service as well. Yes, sir. Let's go with this line. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Uh, this is Eric from Grant County. What's Hi, up, Eric? Eric? Um, my question is, uh, how is uh, Fuhrer Inslee going to get over here? I hope it's by electric cars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have enough charging stations to get him over here. That's a good. That's a good call, though. Uh, I, I, you know, he'd probably take his private jet. We got an email from Bill in Walla Walla. Who said, "I've been all the been been to all the major outbreak areas with a compromised personal immune system, and nothing. This leads me to believe there's something they know they don't want us to know." Well, thanks for the email, Could Bill. Be. Appreciate it. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Hi, guys. This is Carlos again. What's up, Carlos? Hey, um, I, I know you don't have to answer, but why why is the president against wearing face masks? And if, did you guys get a chance to watch the Sunday morning news, the interview with Mike Pence, and how they asked him questions? And he, I mean, if I, if I was going to get a dodgeball team together, he'd be the first guy I'd pick. You know what I mean? I hear you. Uh, you know, I think, uh, appreciate the call. I, I think that um, part of, I'm not going to profess to know exactly what the president thinks, just judging by what I've seen from him, he goes into the category of, um, I don't like being told what to do. Uh, and there's a lot of people like that. Look, I'm one of those people. I don't like to be told what to do either. But at some point, um, you need to you need to look at the big picture. Um, it's his choice. Uh, people can yell and scream that he's not setting a good example for others. Um, you know, and other people love him for for the stance that he's taking. Again, <laughs> he he will go down in history as the most polarizing president ever. I'm not saying the best. I'm not saying the worst. I'm saying the most polarizing president ever whether it's the times we're living in some of it he does it to himself 
But that's my take on that. Well, and the governor will be in town tomorrow. Yippee. So let's cross our fingers and hope that it is a positive announcement that he makes from Columbia Basic College. And we certainly will discuss it tomorrow afternoon. Until then, today's news and your latest weather coming up with the Afternoon Report.